Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Delicious Magazine's July podcast, this month with Sackler, the pesto people. I'm Julie Smith and I'm at Fumo in London's St. Martin's Lane with celebrity chef Aldo Zilli, who'll be adding a little flavour to our Italian special. We'll be showing you why Italy needs a whole delicious podcast of its own. We'll show you where the best ricotta in the world is made by the most unlikely cheesemakers. We travel to the heart of Le Marche, where it takes more than three earthquakes to destroy the hardy Castelluccio lentils. And here, why Giorgio Locatelli is their biggest fan. We'll be meeting Massimo Bottura, whose restaurant Osteria Francescana was voted number one in the world. And food writer Simon Parks gives us the lowdown on the king of Italian herbs, basil. But first, delicious editor Karen Barnes tells us why she wanted a celebration of all things Italian in the July issue of the magazine. The July issue has a theme to it, uh, like this podcast. It's it's all focused on Italy. And part of the reason for that is that last year I went to Italy just after the first of the two major earthquakes last summer and it was a very moving experience and uh, we wanted to do something that uh, celebrates the country and its wonderful food and people. And you actually went to Norcia, didn't you? Yes, I went to Norcia just after the first earthquake and... At that point, the, to the centre of the town, I was staying right in the centre, and the centre of the town was still OK. The churches were all cordoned off because they were worried about bits of masonry falling off, but essentially the town was OK. Mm. The shops were open, um, but it was deserted. And then very soon after we left, there were some terrible tremors in the night, and very soon after that there was another major earthquake, which I, I gather that there isn't anybody in the centre of the yeah. old town now so um, and the same with Castelluccio where they grow the lentils the experience of coming over the mountains into that plain which is so beautiful and then realizing that Castelluccio is was a ruin and people were all in Mm. tents and being rescued it was it was a pretty harrowing time Mm. for everybody who was involved in it and so many people are still not back in their homes yeah, absolutely. And so this is a really sort of a positive. It's, a, it's more than a tribute. It's a, it's a celebration of all things Italian, isn't it? It's a celebration and also um, just thinking about the food that so many people love to eat. Mm. If you ask most people what their favourite food is, mm. there, there are so many people who will answer Italian. Yeah. And I think part of that is because 
people perceive it, the majority of the food, to be relatively accessible and quite easy to cook. Um, that isn't always the case, but mm. I think things like pasta and pizza and wonderful breads, people just love the idea of being able to, to make those recipes. So this issue, we have gathered uh, a stellar array of chefs from Carluccio to uh, Gennaro Cantaldo to Giorgio Locatelli to Theo Randall. They've shared their favourite recipes. For um, We have a beautiful tomato focaccia by Theo Randall on the cover of the magazine. And it's a collection of joy, really. That's how I would say it. There are also puddings inspired by Italian desserts, um, using Italian liqueurs, and we've got a masala, a zabaione, we've got a Negroni granita, wow. limoncello drizzle cake. Fantastic. So there's so much good stuff in there. Great. So lots to take away. So lots to take away and do. Yes. Lots to take away, do, lots to read and enjoy. There's also a quiz to discover how whether you're an Italian at heart which is quite just a bit of fun but it's a lovely issue I, I think Gilly went to the hills outside Rimini in search of the best cheeses and bread in the world Anna and Danny showed her around San Patignano In this laboratory we make a fresh cheese with the chocolate with the orange Wow Hey Straw. Yeah. They have a big contract with the co-op to sell the cheeses, uh-huh. but the cheeses are some of the best that you'll ever taste. They've won awards. Massimo Petura, number one restaurant in the world in Modena, buys his cheese from San Patrignano. He too, when yes. he came here, fell in love with the place. Yeah. But San Patrignano isn't just any beautiful Italian farm. Danny McCubbin works for the Jamie Oliver Food Foundation and was so impressed with what he found there that he became its champion, bringing the produce to Jamie's 15 restaurants and supporting the growth of its very unusual staff. I founded the UK San Patrignano Association, which is an association that helps people in the UK to come to this incredible community in Italy, which is the world's most successful drug rehabilitation community. So when you say successful, what does that mean? 72%, which is very high for for rehabilitation for a community. And according to who, who measures that? So Bologna University, uh, they've had research done, they now have people from all over the world coming to San Patrignano, people involved with drug rehabilitation to learn about what happens in this incredible place. Anna was our guide for the day. An addict since her early teens, she came to San Patrignano five years ago when she was just 25. When I enter here, the people that look me uh, ask me uh, if um, I have uh, 33 years old and um, uh, f- uh, um, was uh, 42 kilos. Very thin. Very thin. Uh, if you uh, look my eyes, uh, is uh, nothing. And uh, I feel nothing. Uh, so now uh, I am 30 years old and the people ask me if I am 23 <laughs> years so old. <laughs> and your eyes are so sparkling white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you look so healthy. And <laughs> Sasha is the new head baker at San Patrignano. But after four years of recovery from his battle with drugs, his work in the bakery has become a metaphor for something much more profound. It's more than, uh, than baking bread. <laughs> I learned a lot here, you know. I'm here not because of the money or, you know, it's in my heart, you know, to stay here. So, you know, the first year I hated it, you know. Then, you know, slowly 
keep trying, keep trying. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't uh, good with myself. And that's the point of this place, isn't it? It's not. It's about keeping trying the thing that yeah, you don't like the... to get over it to yeah. build your sense of self. It's 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 building your character and building your inner consciousness. I think you know because using drugs, you refill this emptiness that you have. You know, each one of us has their different stories, you know, but the, the, the problem is, you know, the same. It's the substance that we miss, miss, or at some point of our life we, we lost, you know. The thing about San Patrignano is that you don't have psychologists or doctors that, that tell tell you, you know, no, you have to behave in this way, on this. you have the, the, the guys, the boys and the girls that pass the same thing you passed, you're passing. They're the same as you. Danny explained the vision of philanthropist and hobby farmer Vincenzo Muccioli, who set up the rehabilitation community back in 1978. It's, it's a premise that's now becoming more uh, mainstream in re- drug rehabilitation, which is that uh, addiction is not a disease, it's not a medical solution. The, the solution is social, community, purpose, trusting yourself, being part of something bigger than yourself, learning a skill, uh, having respect for somebody who's taken drugs. I mean, in the UK, we treat uh, addicts as second-class citizens. We class them in the same category as a mental illness, whereas in San Patrignano, they say, come, you uh, confront the reasons you took the drugs in the first place and then rebuild your life again. It's the most humane, compassionate place that I have ever seen in my entire life. New Inventors is the CEO at Fortnum Mason, who visited the community when he was still food director at Selfridges and fell in love with that vision and the panettone. I think it's really fantastic. I mean, it's so eggy and yellow and just delicious. Everything you expect a panettone to be. And they're also very fresh. So actually, when we list them in Fortnum and Mason around Christmas time, um, in order that people can buy them and then they, they, they last well for, for, for Christmas Eve, when you might traditionally have panettone, um, you know, they don't come on the shelves, I think, until sort of mid-late November. Um, but then we buy a whole range of biscotti. Um, we have cheese, some of the best cheese making going on. A slightly erratic supply because uh, getting availability of fresh foods out of Italy can be a bit, bit more challenging. Um, we're about to launch a wine with, with them, which is exciting. Now that's this summer, isn't it? And that's it? this summer, yeah. And, and to reassure anybody listening, we pay a proper price for the product. Yeah. Um, this isn't, uh, you know, a, a community that is in any way trying to, you know, provide, you know, low-cost labour or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, an, uh, you know, the, the community actually needs the money to survive, to prosper, to help, you know, more people who, who need their help. You know, and as you, as you know from the history with them, you know, it's not something that, you know, when you need, to, when you need the, the help of San Patriano, you know, you can't buy your way into it. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't a fee that you pay. That's right. You know, it's not like going to the Priory in the UK, you know, it's something <laughs> quite different. And San Patrignano cheese is on the menu at Massimo Bottura's Osteria Francescana in Modena. He met Gilly at his Refettorio Felix in London's Hell's Court, where he's sourcing waste food to feed the homeless. What people think is ways for us is just ordinary ingredients. Through the creativity and the mind of the chef, we were working with uh, pro, uh, very ordinary ingredients. Uh, they are almost expired, like uh, overripe banana, a brewed zucchini, or some breadcrumbs. So, and we create delicious, delicious uh, recipes. 
that they're gonna be in a book next uh, November called Bread is Gold just to just to explain which is one of the dishes at, on Asteria Francescana yes yes and uh, and it's also the neon in front of the uh, the entrance of the Refettorio Felix uh. Massimo has gathered some of the most famous chefs in the world for his Food for Soul project among them Massimo's former boss Alain Ducasse our own Angela Hartnett Jason Atherton Giorgio Locatelli Michel Rue Jr and the French chef and owner of seven restaurants all over the world Daniel Boulou, who I found cooking lunch at the Refettorio Felix from the most unlikely waste ingredients. So here we have a, a roasted chicken mm-hmm. where the chicken has been wrapped in prosciutto. We had some prosciutto here. We found some prosciutto and the chicken and also we found some cheddar cheese. So it's almost like a chicken cordon bleu where classic, you know, old-fashioned you can find that at the Savoy Hotel or things like that. And I felt it would be good to go back to a very classic dish of chicken cordon bleu. And that will be with the potato, the mushroom, and a tomato sauce. We made a beautiful tomato sauce. And I use all the mushroom cooking juice into the tomato sauce with a lot of herbs and garlic. And then with that, we have a, a beautiful blend of fresh peas and asparagus. So. The asparagus, you know, when the teeth get a little soft and they are maybe just a few days older than they should be when they are fresh, supermarket cannot sell that anymore when the teeth start to get soft. So we cut the teeth. Yeah. The rest of the body of the asparagus was beautiful and we made a beautiful fresh asparagus, peas, onion and sage because there's a say in France that if you have sage every day, you keep the doctor away. You were called a postmodernist mm. in food. Do you think that that's what you're doing here? Do you think that you're part of a movement to transform what food represents? I think, uh, yes, movement is the right word. Movement because uh, we share ideas. We are very close with our artisans, our fishermen, our cheesemakers, our farmers, and we help them to grow and we help them uh, to survive you know, they start acting in a different way. And this is very important, especially this project that is, uh, first of all, fighting the waste. This kind of uh, beautiful spaces that we are building all over the world, are they, they have the ability to rebuild the dignity of the people. Beauty, art, music is not just a, for rich people, it's for everybody. And I want to explain this. And if you want to rebuild the dignity of the people, you have to make them feel, you know, useful. They make them feel good. And, uh, you know, most of these guys uh, in the refectory, you know, they're homeless. They're, they live on the street, you know, they don't have anything. And most of these guys, they, they've never been treated like human beings. So this is the first time for them. And maybe there is a chance for them in life. Back in Italy, high in the Civellini Mountains, famous for its truffles from Norcia and its lentils from Castelluccio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Three enormous earthquakes almost destroyed the medieval hilltop villages last year. I met lentil producer and agriturismo owner Sarah Katcha, who, with the help of fellow survivor, British expat Tamsin Courtney, told me about the nightmare of the terremoto. The earthquake that happened at half past three in the morning of the, the night into the 24th of August, the day before that, on the 23rd, she and her family had been working incredibly hard um, with friends and neighbours, working the land and, and whatnot. And that night, she oddly was incredibly tired, but she couldn't sleep. And what she thinks might have saved her was she had some type of insomnia and she happened to be up when it struck. Sarah lives in an area where they are used to, they know what earthquakes are. They've experienced them a good many times. So when she was awake and she heard it, she understood immediately. She also understood immediately that life was going to change in a very, very serious way. Tourism will be affected, but more crucially also the ability to get to Castellucia, to get to where they need to be, to farm and to look after the animals. And her first thoughts were about how they were going to, what they call in Italy, riprendere la vita, take back your life. She got her husband and her kids, as you're supposed to do, and everybody stayed under the kitchen table for the period of the actual shaking, which she describes as grave, very serious. She is absolutely terrorised, as are most people, by earthquakes, but in particular because as a child she went through a very big one in 79 and the memory stayed with her. On the evening of the 26th of October, at 7 o'clock, the earthquake came again. And again, she and her family hid under the table. It passed. Two hours later, at 9 o'clock in the evening, it came again and it destroyed everything. They couldn't escape because the road was completely blocked with boulders and rocks and it was the most terrible storm that night. There was thunder and lightning and they couldn't see. She had the kids in the back of the car that were very, very distressed and she thought it was Il Fino del Mondo, the end of the world. How many kids do you have? Two. How old are they? Dodici, twelve and 15. Il terremoto ha distrutto le strutture, non 
la lenticchia. The earthquakes, whilst they did destroy virtually every building in Castelluccio, did not destroy the lentils because at that point in October, the crop that they had harvested before the August earthquake of 2016, mm. they had already sold what they had remaining with the seeds that they were hoping to sow this year. Okay. Uh, the situation for farmers in particular who have livestock is also extremely difficult. Um, many of their stalls were destroyed. Uh, they've tried very hard to adapt to make the most of it. Some of them are setting up in garages and sort of temporary constructions like that, but it's very, very difficult. Io sono ottimista perché she she has è to be optimistic. She has no choice but to be optimistic because there is no future without optimism. If they would just open the road, they would be able to get her and other farmers would be able to get to where they need to be to start their own personal reconstruction. She's not a woman that's happy surrounded by bricks and buildings. She's a woman that needs to be working from daylight to dusk outside with her animals, with the farm and doing that. That is her contribution. Yes. And it's not just about bricks, it's not about houses, it's about the heart. It's about rebuilding a whole community based on people doing what they love to do. Dove soi cuori? Tuo cuori? Dove? Where's your heart? A Norcia e a Castelluccio. She says her heart is in Norcia and equally in Castelluccio. Her heart in particular is just outside her children's school where she wants them to be able to go back. It distresses me because she is somebody who has the courage and the heart of a lion, that woman. She cares, she tends her family, she tends the land, she pays her taxes. She's a contributor, a net contributor to the world that we live in and she adores this region. And all she needs is for that road up to Castelluccio to be opened and that road is still blocked. Why? Why, why are the bricks not moved? They fixed the basilica in Norcia very hastily. Famous tourist sites seem to get quite a lot of attention, whereas perhaps it's the case that these places, like Castelluccio, which Sara depends, are not. And it baffles me. Giorgio Logatelli, Mitchell Star chef at London's Locanda Logatelli, visited the region with art historian Andrew Graham Dixon for the TV series Italy Unpacked. He told Gilly why he first started using lentils from Castelluccio. They got a completely different, beautiful sort of feel in the mouth. They don't tend to break so fast. You can cook them without, soak them, which is a great advantage, especially when you're cooking at home. Then you don't, you have, you know, in the restaurant we prepare the day before and so everything is done. But at home, if you cook something that day, you want to have some lentils, that's the most important thing. Love them as well in the salad. I thought that in the salad they are a much better performer than the other lentils. But the reason that I really wanted to have them is from when I visit Castelluccio with, with Andrew Graham Dixon for uh, Italian Pact. And so and uh, it was one of these memorable days of my life because we were in Norcia, in which we spent the whole day with this uh, Norcino cutting the pigs and, and, and making salami and things like that. And then when we said to the guys, you know, oh, tomorrow we want to go up to Castelluccio. And he says, oh, if there is one thing that I want to eat all the time with my pigs, is the lentil of Castelluccio. And um, 
we saw the byproducts then get fed to the pork, to the pigs, to this, this maiale di cinta, which is a very special pig, as a, you know, it's, it's portrayed in some of the painting and has San Francesco in it, so it's a, a very old animal, s- tiny smaller, and uh, the fed that is done with the leftover, because the, also the Castelluccio um, lentos, uh, they have a disciplinare, so because they are a DOP, a, a denomination of origin, a project with denomination That's of like origin, yes, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, European yeah. recognition, yeah. then it, it is a very special program. It's not only the project itself, it's also the micro, microclimatic condition that yeah. does that. Special. But yeah, very, very special. Yeah. Then, you know, and they, they've been used for hundreds of years, yeah. but I mean, the, the shock is that, that like you live in Norcia which uh, we left uh, sort of like at 8 o'clock in the morning and the old Val di Norcia was filled up with clouds very low clouds so we were in the dark and we drove this car and then suddenly you come up to the hill and you go up this hill and suddenly you pierce through the actually clouds and you see Norcia the Val di Norcia down there with you and you kind of think like where are the lentils here is mountain it's just like you know and suddenly you go up to a pass you are already 1,450, 1,550 meters above the sea. So there's no trees. And the valley is just with one very Roman road going from one side to the other. And then all the rest is all discussed the Lucio Lentos. And, and it's then beautiful, isn't it? Did you go in the time when they're in I, I went. I went twice, I went through, because we filmed twice there. I went through the spring when it's in color, and it's unbelievable. Mm. And I went just after they picked them. It's like something out of the medieval times. Yes, because you have just one village at the top, which is Castelluccio, which now is kind of half destroyed. There's no modern building, there's nothing. I remember that day, the time that we went after the raccolto was done, where they already picked all the lentils. And then there was that two or three of these shepherds coming around with their, with their flocks. And, you know, you could see them from far away. Yeah. One coming down from there, one coming up from there. It was just a magic, magic it place. It is magical, and that's what's so heartbreaking about the effect of the, the earthquakes, because Castelluccia and Norcia are both still absolutely in ruins, and the, and the roads are closed. I mean, have you got a message for Sara and the other lentil producers? Oh, just to carry on. We can only support you by buying the lentils, and you can only support us by making it, and making it available to us. Coming up, something for fat fans on one of Italy's best-known ingredients. But first... Giuseppe Turi of Chelsea Restaurant and Otega Turi on what to do with an artichoke. My mother used to um, stuff them. Very simple stuff it was just uh, breadcrumbs, uh, pecorino cheese, or parmesan, uh, half and half, and then, and then some chopped parsley and garlic, and then egg, and make uh, this dumpling which would fill the artichoke, and then it would put other celery, carrot, uh, some, some onion, and, and just make it uh, olive oil and let it cook gently. Put all the artichoke stuffed in, in a pan, all tied together, just, just almost covered with water, and just let it simmer for 15, 20 minutes. Now, if you want some little-known facts about basil to impress your friends, Simon Parks is your man. The Italian province of Liguria and Basel are absolutely inextricably linked. Firstly, it's the geography of the area. It's very mountainous. The mountains just tumble into the sea. There's not a lot of growing space. And Basel is seen as a pianta povera, poor plant. Not poor in 
its the, the smell and its glossiness and its abundance, but it'll grow in scrub-like land. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be tilled and cultivated. It just get, gets on with it. So it grows easily in that kind of rocky terrain. It's also said that um, Pope John Paul II made an official visit to Genoa and the local priest, when he was preparing the holy water, slipped in both olive oil and basil to make it a little bit more <laughs> flavoursome for the pontiff and for those being blessed, presumably. But in terms of um, what basil is used for, it's completely associated with pesto. This is when you pound basil leaves and you add pine nuts, garlic, usually pecorino or it could be parmesan cheese and olive oil. And you create this beautiful, glossy, rich paste that is used in pasta genovese, trofier al pesto, um, different sorts of pasta that are all used and use the, the kind of the basil-infused pesto to best effect. The basil should be the local small leaf variety. Um, it shouldn't be washed. You just rub the leaves and clean them with a paper towel. Um, Apparently, it's always said that you should tear, you should never cut basil. You know, the fact that a metal blade would touch the leaf would discolour and affect the flavour. Um, you're never meant to use um, a blender because blenders heat up, you know, they're electrically fired up engines. So if you, if you use a pestle and mortar, you don't get that effect, so there's no heating on the basil leaf at all. And um, somebody always says that the best pestle and mortar to pound your basil and to make pesto, it's an olive wood pestle and a marble mortar. That produces the best flavour. Thanks for listening to the delicious podcast sponsored by Sakla and presented by me, Aldo Zilli. And me, Jilly Smith. You can hear much more about the stories from San Patrignano, Giorgio Locatelli, and more of that fascinating story of Basil with Simon Parks over the next three episodes of the Delicious Podcast's Extra Portion. Just go to deliciousmagazine.co.uk to subscribe for free, and you won't miss a morsel. Until next week. Ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.